my son, attend to my words, incline thy ear unto my sayings, for they are life unto those that find them, and health to all their flesh. You are listening to Get Deeper, Go Higher, the media channel of the Deeper Life Bible Church, Miami, Miramar, in Florida. As you listen to this message, we pray it will bring life and health to your body, spirit, and soul, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we pray. Our Father, we bless you. We thank you for your presence. Thank you for your blessings. Thank you for all you have blessed us with already. We thank you for what you still have in store. We are asking as we open the pages of the scriptures together at this time, as we hear from you, your spirit will quicken your word in our hearts. Let your word accomplish the purpose for which you are sending it to our lives in Jesus' name. Thank you. We bless your holy name. In Jesus' name we pray. Let's please open our Bibles to John chapter 10. The book of John chapter 10. Let's read from verses 27 to 29. John chapter 10. John 10 from verse 27. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. My Father which gave them me is greater than all, and no man is able to pluck them out of my Father's hand. Amen. The hands of the Lord is full of power. The hands of the Lord, strong and mighty. Strong and mighty to save. Mighty to provide. Mighty to deliver. Mighty to preserve. It is a great blessing then to be heard by this mighty hand. Pray nothing will take you out of the hands of God in Jesus' name. So by the grace of God, we are looking at the message titled, In the Father's Hands. In the Father's Hands. We are looking at the message other three subtitles. Number one is praising him who holds us in his hands. Praising him who holds us in his hands. Number two, placing him who holds us in his hands. Placing him who holds us in his hands. And lastly is perpetual preservation and provisions by him who holds us in his hands. Perpetual preservation and provision by him who holds us in his hands. Let's begin with number one, praising him who holds us in his hands. I read our text again, John 10, verses 27 and 28. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. I give, them, I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, 
Neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. The Lord is holding us in his hands. And it is a great blessing. A great privilege to be held by the hand of the Lord. Because the hand is full of power. And in that hand there is refuge. You hear it from the mouth of the Lord. Say, no man can pluck them out of my hand. It is a hand of refuge. A hand of sustenance. Hand of preservation and protection. Hands of support. Hands of guidance and direction. Hands of comfort. And many at times believers fall short in praising God for his care concerning us. Especially when there is any challenge or difficulty confronting us. We fall short. We allow those pressing needs, unmet needs, cares and concerns of the present time to becloud our sense of gratitude. And we diminish the gratefulness that we're supposed to show to the Lord. We diminish the goodness of the Lord in our lives by magnifying the present needs, challenges or concerns, and we magnify them above the goodness of God that we have already received. And we forget even about the present mercy we are receiving. The Lord is holding us perpetually in his hands. And the benefits of the hands that is holding us, the benefits of the relationship we have with him, we tend to forget or we tend to belittle. The benefits and the blessings of life that money cannot buy. The benefits of pardon and forgiveness of our sins. And money cannot purchase. Benefit of the refuge and protection. The benefit of provisions by the hands of the Lord, the hands that hold us. And the list go on. So what do we give? Back to God for all that we receive from him. And those of us who have health insurance or auto insurance, we know how much we pay in premiums, insurance premiums, every month. And yet, it is not those policies that are keeping us safe. It is not. When you are going to drive, when you are going to get into the highway to drive, you carry your car. You don't call insurance company and say, insurance company, I want to drive now, please protect me. No. You pray to God. When the pandemic is striking and people are, we don't 
Call insurance company and say, insurance, be ready. There's pandemic in the land. I'm insured. <laughs> Nobody call insurance company. We all cry unto God. And we pay insurance premiums. We do all those things. Yet our security is in God. Many a times we take this goodness of the Lord for granted. Pray the Lord will wake, wake us up from the slumber of ingratitude in Jesus' name. God is not asking us to pay for his protection. Not at all. How much can we pay? That we merit all that God does for us. He only expects us to show gratitude, to appreciate him, to acknowledge him in our lives. Let's read from 1 Chronicles chapter 16. 1 Chronicles chapter 16. Let's read from verse 28 and 29. Verses 28 and 29. First Chronicles. Chapter 16. Verses 28 and 29. Give unto the Lord, ye kindreds of the people. Give unto the Lord glory and strength. Give unto the Lord the glory due unto his name. Bring an offering and come before him. Worship the Lord in the beauty of holiness. And it's all God is asking of us. To give glory unto him for who he is. And to thank him for what he does in our lives. And to worship him in the beauty of his holiness. To worship God, to praise God, to serve God in holiness. Because it is the worship in holiness that is only pleasing to him. Praising him in holiness with a holy heart, pure heart and clean hands. Offering sacrifice of thanksgiving to God, appreciating God with a clean hand and pure heart. That is all God is asking from us. And that is why he sent Jesus to come and die for us and wash us and cleanse us. Purge our sins away so that we can be holy and be acceptable unto him as we appreciate him and we thank him for all he does for us. It is important that we are cleansed, we are purged of our sins so that our sacrifice of thanksgiving can be acceptable unto him. Because the Bible tells us the sacrifice of sinners are abomination before God. So even those, I mean, even if a sinner wants to say, oh God, I thank you, I want to worship, I want to praise you. Those sacrifices of sinners are not acceptable unto God. So he said, we worship him in the beauty of holiness. So you are there, you say, well, I appreciate God, I thank God, I acknowledge his goodness. But you are not born again, you are not redeemed, you are not washed in the blood of the Lamb. Your sacrifice, your thanksgiving, unfortunately, is an abomination before him. 
You need to be cleansed. You need to be purged. You need to be washed in the blood of the Lamb. So that your sacrifice and your offerings will be in holiness. And will be acceptable unto God. The Lord will bless you more in return in Jesus' name. So if you are there, you are not born again. Today is the day of salvation. Give your life to Christ. As many as are born again already, let's show the heart of gratitude unto God and worship God in beauty of holiness. Isaiah chapter 63, verse 7. Isaiah chapter 63, let's read from verse 7. I will mention the loving kindness of the Lord and the praises of the Lord according to all that the Lord has bestowed on us. The great goodness toward the house of Israel, which he has bestowed on them according to his mercies and according to the multitude of his loving kindness. God is loving, God is caring, God is compassionate, God is faithful. Can thank him enough. He who holds us in his hand. We must not allow present or met needs, challenges or cares of life. Make us think less of the goodness of God in our lives. Many unfortunately allow that to happen. I pray the Lord will change our attitude and make us real grateful children of God. And as we praise God, as we thank Him, and as we acknowledge His goodness and mercy, He will yet show us more of His grace, more of His mercy and blessings upon our lives. He will shower in Jesus' name. Isaiah 49, let's read from verse 13. Isaiah 49, let's read from verse 13. Sing, O heavens, and be joyful, O earth, and break forth into singing, O mountains, for the Lord had comforted his people, and we have mercy upon his afflicted. But Zion said, The Lord has forsaken me. And my Lord has forgotten me. See, some people are like that. When God has promised great things, and when God is working out glorious things for them, God has good purpose and plan, promises. They allow the immediate pressing needs, unmet needs, challenges, possibly trying their faith. And they allow the pressing needs to be clouded. And they say, oh, God has forgotten me. God has forsaken me. God doesn't care about me. I don't think prayer works anymore as he used to. 
or hear what God says in response to what Israel said. In verse 15, can a woman forget her sucking child that she should not have com compassion on the son of her womb? Yea, they may forget, yet will I not forget thee. Behold, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands. Thy walls are continually before me. Amen. This is God. Saying, I can't forget you. I can't forsake you. Why are you thinking unbelief? Why are you thinking forgetfulness, rejection? I have graven thee upon the palms of my hand. It is not possible for me to forget you. So stop doubting. Stop being dejected. Stop. Being fearful. Just praise the Lord. Acknowledge His works in your life. And be expectant of the great glorious things He will yet do. When you were without form in your mother's womb, when I was without form, in my mother's womb, God formed me. God formed you. And you became a living soul, a human being. Formed out of nothing. We were formed into, into a creature, into creature of the Lord. When we did not even know that we existed, we exist as human beings in the world, we didn't know anything. Yet God sustained us in the womb. When our mothers were even helpless, the best they can do is to eat and possibly take some medication or drugs that they prescribe to them. But that is the best they can do. It is God that sustained us in their wombs. And when we came out of the womb, helpless we were. We didn't even know we were human beings. We didn't recognize ourselves. And yet from the cradle, God brought us up. Now we are grown up. Now we can think. Now we have gone to school. Now we can reason. Now we can calculate. Now we can. And now we want to think we are sufficient of ourselves. We want to think God is thinking less of us. God is having less relevance in our lives. Oh, I pray God will open our eyes. To see that in God we live, in God we move, in God we have our beings. And he's the one that holds our lives. He's the pillar that holds our lives. Without him we are nothing. And to know that he never forgets us, especially when you are his child. Born again, redeemed by the blood, 
purchase. God owns you twice. He created you and he redeemed you by the precious blood of his son. Psalm 71. Let's read verse 6. Psalm 71 verse 6. By thee have I been holding all from the womb. Thou art he that took me out of my mother's bowels. My praise shall be, shall be continually of thee. Amen. Let us wake up and appreciate our God that holds us in his hands. Psalm 42, let's read from verse 5. Psalm 42, verse 5. For those that are allowing the things, the challenges of the present time, unmet needs, delayed answer to prayer, whatever those, things, those concerns may be, those that are allowing those things to diminish their gratitude to God, hear what the psalmist says in verse 5 of Psalm 42. Verse 5, Psalm 42. Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou disquieted in me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him for the help of his countenance. In verse 11, Why art thou cast down, O my soul? Why art thou disquieted within me? Hope thou in God, for I shall yet praise him, who is the head of my countenance and my God. Amen. The Lord will not deny you the head and help you are trusting him for in Jesus' name. You know David. You know the troubles he went through. The troubles in the hands of Saul. The troubles in the hands of the Philistines. Especially that day that they came and they destroyed Ziegler. They took everybody away. The families were taken away. And the armies that were with him, they were, they were thinking of stoning him. And everyone was distressed. And the man encouraged himself. No wonder he says here, to instruct me, to instruct you. Say, why are thou cast down? He must have spoken this word to himself. That day he encouraged himself in Ziegler. So why art thou cast down, my soul? Why art thou disquieted within me? Wake up! Praise the Lord! Worship him! Give him praise! Trust him! Because he is my heart! He is my heart! The man encouraged himself in the Lord, and he recovered all. Whatever be the challenges of your life today, whatever be the pains, whatever be the troubles, whatever be the need, I know something for sure. God has solutions 
to your challenges. He has supplies to meet the needs of your life and the needs of my life. The Lord will not deny us our desires and our expectations of him in Jesus' name. Let's go to number two. Praise, pleasing him who holds us in his hands. Our text, John, chapter 10, from verses 27 to 28. John 10, 27 and 28. My sheep hear my voice, and I know them, and they follow me. And I give unto them eternal life, and they shall never perish, neither shall any man pluck them out of my hand. The sheep of the Lord, they hear his voice, and they follow him. If you are one of the sheep of the Savior, you must follow the shepherd. You must continue to follow him if you want to continue to enjoy his care. A sheep that stray away from the flock outside of the care and the watching eyes of the shepherd risk avoidable dangers. Risk getting lost and being slain by wild beasts of the forest. So it is important that we follow the Savior. And it is in following Him that we please Him. It is in pleasing Him that we remain under His care. The man is in his hands. No man can take you out of the hands of the Lord. The only thing that can take you out of him is sin. Because he has eyes that are so holy. They cannot behold iniquities. It is only sin that can drive you out of his presence. That can pluck any man out of his hand. It was only sin that took Adam and Eve out of the garden. Disobedience. So it is important that we please the Savior. Following Him, pleasing Him, means obeying His word. And do as the Father commands. John chapter 14. Let's read from verse 15. John 14. Let's read verse 15. John 14, verse 15. If ye love me, keep my commandments. If you love me, you want to please me, keep my commandments. And in verse 24, He that loveth me not, keepeth not my sayings. And the word which ye hear is not mine, but the Father's which sent me. So if you love Christ, if you want to please God, keep his word. 
You are not doing it for the pastor. You are not doing it for the church. You are doing it to please your Savior, the Father, He who holds you in His hands. He who says He will not forget you. He who says, I've graven you on the palms of my hand, and your words are continually before me. It only makes sense for us to show that we are grateful children and we want to remain in the hands of the Lord. Knowing that sin will drive us out, will pluck us out of that hand. We want to keep ourselves away from sins. We are not doing God any favor. We are doing ourselves favor so that we can remain in the hands of the Lord. Cast by the hands of the Lord. Cared for by the hands of the Lord. Preserved by the hands of the Lord. Sustained and supported by the hands of the Lord. We are only doing ourselves favor. So you need to be sure you are truly following the Savior and you are placing Him. You are not. Today you can make amends. If you are not, why not? Don't you want to enjoy the shattering hands the preserving hands the everlasting hands Hands that sustains the universe. Don't you want to enjoy the comforts of these hands? As a child, as a baby, enjoy the comforting hands of our mothers. So when a child is crying, somebody is carrying him or her, a stranger, he doesn't know that person. He cries, he cries, he cries, he cries. And when the mom carries that baby, just keep quiet, comforted, he feels at home. That is the comfort of the hands of the mother. Sometimes a child is crying. You don't know why she's crying. We don't know why he's crying. The mommy approaches to the baby and carries him, carries her. And all of a sudden, the baby just keeps quiet. It's comforted. The comforting hands. And the Lord says, as he whose mother comforted, so will I comfort you. Even much more. Placing him who holds us in his hands. For those that have gone astray, 
And they're not enjoying the comfort of these hands. Come back home. Let the Lord carry, carry you in the palm of his hands. First Peter chapter 2, verse 25. Come home. You're going astray, come home. Like the prodigal son, come home. First Peter chapter 2. We're reading from verse 25. For ye were as sheep going astray, but are now returned unto the shepherd and bishop of your souls. He is the shepherd of your soul. He wants to keep you, he wants to shelter you, he wants to sustain you. He wants to support you. But you need to please him to remain under the care of the Lord. Pray the Lord will help you so to please him in Jesus' name. Let's go to the last point. Perpetual preservation and provision by him who holds us in his hands. Let's read our text again. This time let's read from verse 29. John 10 verse 29. My father which gave them me is greater than all and no man is able to pluck them out of my father's hands. What a double blessing. Jesus is holding you in his hand in verse 28. And in verse 29, it says, No man is able to pluck them out of my father's hands. Two hands are holding you, and yet it is one hand. The hand of the mighty God, the triune God. Hands of the Lord. And when you hold something precious in your hand, you know, you don't usually forget that thing unless you slip off, right? When you hold something, something precious, maybe dollars, maybe your certificate, something precious, so you hold it in your hands. You don't usually forget it unless you do so if you sleep because, I mean, sleep will take anything from any man's hand. But thank God our God ever sleep. He never slumber. So he cannot forget you because he has graven you in the palms of his It is not even possible for you to drop off unless you fall into sin. Let's read that Isaiah chapter 49 again. Isaiah 49. Let's read from verse 13. Isaiah 49. 
from verse 13. Sing, O heavens, and be joyful, O earth, and break forth into singing, O mountains. For the Lord has comforted his people, and we have mercy upon his afflicted. But Zion said, The Lord has forsaken me, and my law has forgotten me. Can a woman forget her sucking child, that she should not have compassion on the son of her womb? Yea, they may forget, yet will I not forget thee. Behold, I have graven thee upon the palms of my hands, that words are continually before me. When you hold something dearly in your hand, you pay attention to such things. God says he's not only holding you in his hands, but he has graven you, graven you, graven you in his hands. He cannot forget you because you are graven on his hands. He cannot ignore you. You can't have something in your hands and not be aware you have something with you. You can't be holding something in your hands and forget that you are holding something in your hands unless you sleep. And our God does not sleep. So it cannot forget you. It cannot ignore you. And it cannot be tired of you. Because it doesn't grow weary. It doesn't faint. In his love, it doesn't faint. In his strength, it doesn't faint. In his faithfulness, it doesn't faint. In his compassion, he doesn't faint. In his love, he doesn't faint. He is the same yesterday, today, and forevermore. His mercies are new every morning. And that is why we sing, Great is thy faithfulness, O God, unto me. What mother in his right in her right mind will have a baby in her hands and see the baby cry, starved of food? And the mother has food but refuses to give the baby. Say you must die of hunger. What mother in her right mind would do that? Except a, 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 a woman that has run out of her mind anyway. The mad ones. Even you see some mad women, I mean, unfortunately, they have lost their mind, but they have their babies in their, in, the, in, in their care. And you see how that mad woman will take care of the baby. The, ba the woman that has lost her mind, she knows how to take care of her baby. But God says, even if women unfortunately, happen to forget to show compassion on the baby of their womb. Of course, we have some that do that. Unfortunately, we have some that abort their children. Don't show compassion. We have some that hurt their children, unfortunately, because of the wickedness of the heart of man. 
So that's why God said they may. They may. Unfortunately, but I, God, not man, not woman, I will not forget you. I will not forsake you. I will not ignore you. And that God of heaven will not forget you in Jesus' name. It will not forget me in Jesus' name. It will not ignore you. It will not ignore your prayers. The concerns of your heart, the concerns of your life, it will not ignore them. It will not allow, it will not leave you to yourself. It will care for you. It will sustain you. It will support you. It will shield you. It will shelter you. It will satisfy you. It will comfort you. As he has promised in his word. In Jesus name. Only remain. In his love. Placing him. Because sin will drive any man out of his presence. As he says it in Revelation chapter 3 verse 16. When he was talking to one of the churches. He says in Revelation chapter 3 verse 16. Say so then, because thou art lukewarm, I neither cold nor hot, I will spool thee out of my mouth. See, it is when our ways are not pleasing unto God, then God can throw anyone out. But as long as we are pleasing unto him, and we walk in his way, living by his word, no man, no demon, no devil can pluck you out of the Father's hand. And as you abide in the hollow of his hand, mighty God will continue to sustain you, and support you, supply the need to meet the needs of your life in Jesus' name. Before any man could destroy you, before any man harm you must first of all overpower Christ that is holding you in his hand overpower God that is holding you in his hands in Luke chapter 11 it tells us how can any man enter into a strong man's house and take spoil of his good except he first bind that man let's read it Luke 11 And in this case, God is a strong man. Most times when we read this text, we read it when we are referring to the devil. We want to break the stronghold of the devil. But this time around, let's flip it. And let's read it in the context of God, the mighty one that is holding us in his hands. Luke chapter 11 verses 21 and 22. 
When a strong man armed keepeth his palace, his goods are in peace. And in this case, God is the strong man. Keeping his palace, keeping you in his hands, precious you are. He holds you in his hands. He's keeping you in his hands. You are in the kingdom of the Lord, the palace of the strong God. In verse 22, it says, But when a stronger than he shall come upon him and overcome him, he taketh from him all his armor, wherein he trusted and divided his spoils. But thank God, there is no one stronger than God. So no man can overpower God. No man can destroy the kingdom of my God. No man can take spoil of the kingdom of our great God, strong God, mighty God. And that is why I am confident that we are secured in the hands of the Lord. That is why we can rejoice because no man can pluck us out of his hands. Because he is the strongest God. He is the strongest. There is no one as strong as he is. No demon, no devil anywhere can match his strength and power. Psalm 62 verse 11 tells us. The power belongs unto God. Let's read it, Psalm 62, verse 11. Power does not belong to Satan, it belongs to God. Power does not belong to the occultic ones, it belongs to God. Power does not belong to witches and wizards, it belongs to God. Power does not belong to demons and principalities. Jesus is the head of all principalities and power. Psalm 62, verse 11. God has spoken once. Twice I have heard this. The power belongeth unto God. The power to heal belongs to God. The power to save belongs to God. The power to deliver belongs to God. The power to promote. The power to protect. The power to provide belongs to God. It is God that brought water from the rock. It was God that parted the Red Sea. It was God that pulled down the walls of Jericho. It was God that gave child and children to the barren, barren wombs. It was God that opened the eyes of the blind. It was God that raised the dead from their graves. And it is that same God that we are serving and he still does. What he used to do. The wonders and the miracles. They have not ceased. The power endures 
The mercies of God endures. The faithfulness of God endures. The wonders of God endures. The mysteries of the kingdom, they endures thee. And our faith in this great God must endure. Our confidence in this great God must endure. And our triumph will not know any end in Jesus' name. The Lord is faithful. The Lord is mighty. The Lord is merciful. And the Lord is gracious. The Lord is strong and is mighty. His hands are long enough to pull up one from the dungeon. His hands are long enough to save in the days of trouble. And the riches of his kingdom, they are enough to meet the direst needs of the life of man. We are in the Father's hands, safe and secured. Fear nothing, you have nothing to fear as long as you are in these hands. Fret about nothing. Because the comforting and a great hand is holding you. Now underneath you are the everlasting arms, the hands that doesn't go, that the hands that do not go grow weary, the hands that do not grow weak, the everlasting hands. And these hands will hold you and will hold me to the very end. In Jesus' name. Say these hands will hold you and hold me to the very end. In Jesus' name. Keep yourself in the hollow of the hands of the Lord. Run not out of the hollow of the hands of the Lord. Abide in him and let him abide in you. Great will be your comfort, great will be your security, great will be your blessing. The great God that lift up the hairs of his own will lift up your hairs and will reveal his glory in your life in Jesus' name. I thought you would say amen to that. The Lord has spoken to us today. We have seen the needs for us to praise the Lord who holds us in his hands. The needs for us to please him, he holds us in hands. We see the preservation we have, the provisions we have. In him who holds us in his hands. Let's go to God and reinforce our confidence and our faith in this God. I renew our faith and our confidence in this God. I renew our consecration and our determination to please God continually, knowing that we are not doing God favor, 
but we are doing ourselves favor. Let's go to God in prayer. And let's renew our commitment. Let's renew our faith. Let's renew our confidence in the Lord. He's the one that holds us in his hands. Since I have graven ye on the, on the palms of my hands. Lord is keeping you. The walls are continually before him. Make up your mind you will please this God. Make up your mind you will continually praise this God. His gracious and loving God. Great will be your preservation. Great will be the supplies from heaven. Divine provisions to meet the needs of your life in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name we pray. Our loving Father, we thank you for your care. We thank you for your cares and your concern, your compassion upon our lives. Thank you for all that you have done and all you are doing. Thank you for your promises. Thank you for your covenant. Thank you for bringing us into your family. Thank you for holding us in your hands. Your comforting hands. Your sustaining hands. Lord, we thank you because of your power and your dominion. We rejoice in you. And we give praise unto you. And we are only asking, Lord, that your grace that you give, your grace that is sufficient, Lord, that your grace will sustain us, and that your grace will be multiplied unto us to please you with our lives. So that you can continue to keep us, keep our lives, keep us in your hands. And maintain our Lord in the land of the living. Let light continue to fall unto us in pleasant places, Lord. Let your mighty hands, Lord, that is long, long, long than any mountain, longer than any mountain, higher than any mountain. Let that your hands continue to lift up our hands. And continue to bear us up. Upon the vicissitude of life. Upon the flood. Upon the waves over and above. All the stormy waters. Help us Lord to stand. Help us Lord to triumph. Continually, O oh God, in you, that our lives will continue to give you glory. Our lives continue to press you. And our lives will continue to draw others unto you. Help us to abide with you. Help us to hear your voice and to follow you. Help us to live by your word. Where we are weak, Lord, you strengthen us, Lord. Lord, when we are stubborn, break our stubborn will. And let your will be done in our lives, Lord. Where we are ignorant, Lord, instruct us, teach us, Lord, wisdom. Unto righteousness, Lord. And sustain us with your mighty hands. 
and your sufficient grace. Lord, we bless you. We give you praise for all you have done and for all you are doing and all you will still do. We give you all the glory. In Jesus' name we pray. And the church says, Amen.